With me is Michael Silverblatt, the host of Bookworm, a literary interview show that's aired nationally on public radio stations and produced locally here at KCRW in Santa Monica. Michael, you're known to be an ideal reader by many writers. Why do they say this about you? What kind of a reader are you? Jenny, I, I think the trick is I read all the books. All the books. You know, the fact is that today in the media, most of us are so busy that most interviews are done by people who wouldn't, even if they wanted to, have time to read all the work. If you're doing a program that's on every day of the week, think that interviewer hasn't read the books. They come to me, I've read everything, and they feel comfortable because they're in the company of someone who knows and loves the work. I was listening to one of the interviews you conducted with Kazuo Ishiguro on his book, The Unconsoled. You got him to talk about some pretty personal things, and he was at times, I felt, struggling to answer your questions. He said, well, ask me again, and, but it made me feel that you were actually getting somewhere. Uh, not a very canned answer. You got him talking about his dreams. You got him talking about the, the very scary transition from childhood to adulthood and the brokenness. This is a very psychological approach. I think that when you're in a radio studio, the lights are low. It's almost like an analytic encounter. And because I've read a person's every word, if possible, it's like having read their dreams. And I'm speaking to them, sometimes quoting directly by heart, sentences, fragments of sentences that have appeared in the work. And I think they feel suddenly that they're not talking to an intruder, but to a wanderer in their maze. In that interview with Kazuo, you said that in the past you believed that interviewing authors was an intrusion. Yes. In fact, I, um, I didn't want to do it at first. I thought it was a violation of the essential privacy of the imagination. And more importantly, I thought that in some cases it would give people a reason for not reading the book. Always the idea is to lead people back to the imaginative act. You don't want to give them cocktail party conversations. I say to every guest, we are talking to an audience and we're pretending that they have read or are going to read the book. I want the listener to hear what literary conversation sounds like, to realize that it's a world of its own. It's so thrilling to enter this kind of really strange, speculative conversation and then find, oh my God, I have ideas and theories I didn't know I had. There isn't what I would call in this country a huge demand for intelligent conversation. Well, I think that that's not true of the country so much as of the media. The editors, decide that their audience wants to hear about a certain kind of thing. They know they want to hear, and it's true they do want to hear, about romance and death and war. It is true. But they also are looking for something else. When you're interviewing an author, do you sense at times a dislike of that person, a miscommunication? How do you break through? Oh, that was more at the beginning. Now, I honestly feel that a good interview is an act of hypnosis. 
that you are with the quality of your voice, with the quality of your eyes, with the motions of your hands, working an enchantment, calming the person down. I find that the hot confrontative interview gets the canned response, the one that they've trained for, whereas the lulling, surprising, sympathetic, fully informed interview goes everywhere imaginable. You say that you're sympathetic when you interview authors. What about critical? When you've been reading 90, 100, 120 new novels a year, you're no longer saying, is this better than that? The next book might be a better book, might be a worse book. You're out of that evaluative world. My idea is that the country has forgotten how to read. That is to say, they've forgotten that things have meaning and depth. And rather than judgment, is it good, is it bad, I want to go, is it deep, is it shallow? And if shallow, how do we get to the depths? It's very arrogant, but I would like to think that a writer, having gone through an interview, might feel inspired. That's my dream, that they should come away feeling energized. You focus mostly on fiction, writers, and poets. Why do you focus on them and not nonfiction? Jenny, someone who reads all the time, like Don Quixote, doesn't fit into the real world very well. I can enter the imagination, a violent imagination, an obscene imagination, a repressed imagination, but the factual world was never my home. I'm not only someone who reads a lot, I'm someone who doesn't drive. Not even that level of involvement with the motor world. And so, for me, it's always been that spiritual, ethereal, beyond the surface level of life that's been important to me. And I think it's what saves people. I do the show, I talk the way I talk, to make friends, to welcome people into my world and to share my world with them. You say you want to make friends by interviewing authors and sharing your experience through Bookworm. I think that often your references are quite erudite. Do you ever worry that you might be leaving some listeners in the dust? It's not as if they're going to be driven off the air, you know, by my show. Half an hour, once a week. Let the sun shine in, at least for that time. Some people love it. I think it drives some people off the wall, up the wall, across the roof. I, I have to expect that because, you know, I know I go to the movies. I see what people supposedly want to see. I see what they're being fed. If you're a parent, you want to feed your children nutritious food. If you're me, you want to give them things that will feed the imagination, things that are really enlarging, passionate, raucous, things that really enter the danger zones. That's where books take you, and most lives spend time just at the borders, sending people off to the time clock, putting them to bed at night, feeding them the bare essentials. We deserve more. You are a reader, not a writer. Why? I respect it too much. <laughs> My dearest wish. You know, someday you'll talk to me again, Jenny, and there'll be a book. And in my dearest dream, it will enter 
what Flannery O'Connor called the treasure of my nation's literature. That is to say, our storehouse of stories and valuable things. I even have some idea about what that book would be about. But in the meantime, every seventh word crossed out, eighth word crossed out, rewritten, rearranged, a week spent getting one page. This is a snail's pace based on the fact that I am always reading things that have so transported me that they make me aware of what I'm trying to live up to. I am definitely looking forward to reading your book, and thank you so much for talking with us.